Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Hey, do you want to know who won all the Oscars? For performance by an actor in a supporting role. And the Oscar goes to Brad Pitt. The Pittster. For performance by an actress in a supporting role. Laura Dern, Marriage Story. And the Oscar goes to Toy Story 4. And the Oscar goes to Sir Elton John and Barry Toppin for I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocketman. Performance by an actor in a leading role. Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Come on! Performance by an actress in a leading role. Renee Zellweger. For achievement in directing. Pong Joon Ho! The film that made the greatest impact this year, Parasite. Yes, Parasite had a huge night at the Oscars. The first foreign language movie ever to win Best Picture, won Best International Feature, Best Original Screenplay. And how do you pronounce his name? Is it Pao Jun Ho? That's kind of what it sounded like when they when they announced him there, but it's spelt bong. Oh, Bong Joon Ho. I, I thought it was Bong Joon Ho. Yeah. The whole time. Hmm. Okay. Bong Joon Ho. It's Maybe it's like Bong Joon Ho or something like that. So it sounds kind of different. Is it Bong? It's a lot cooler if it is. <laughs> if you watched that movie, it felt like you hit the Bong. I did watch it on the weekend because of your recommendation. So Jim watches Parasite last week, and yeah. Suddenly, he's seen one movie with subtitles this year, and he wants to be Mr. Artsy-Fartsy. He comes in here, oh, have you not seen Parasite yet? Oh, my God, it is just the best movie. You need to watch Parasite. Okay, maybe you can... It is all oh, the best movie I've seen probably in the last 50 years. I know. I said... I, I'll be honest. I said 10 out of... This movie is a 10 out of 10, and I haven't given a movie a 10 out of 10 in probably 10 years. I thought it was amazing. And then I saw a tweet later in the day. It's like, these are the movies that have affected my life the, the most in the last five years. <laughs> Number one, Parasite. Number, Number two, two Deadpool. Av- Don't Avengers give me the pretentious. Don't give me the pretentious <laughs> voice. It was like Logan. Anyway, <laughs> Parasite, I had no idea what this movie was about. I watched it. It blew me away. I thought it was great. Well, Taz, apparently, not so much. You're too, you don't think... You're too cool. Oh, everybody loves this movie, but I, Taz, I am the true uh, tasteful one here. Let me tell you if the movie's good. I'm a, I'm a real auteur, and I didn't think the movie was a 10 out of 10. The problem is, you hyped it up too much. So when I finally got around to watching it this weekend, I'm like, okay, Jim says this is a life-changing experience. I did not say that. Here we go. Best movie ever made, Parasite. I sink into the couch at about 9 o'clock on Friday after putting the kids to bed. Uh Uh-huh. And it was good. You're such an ass. What is it? It was good. Movie? It was good, but I thought it was going to be better because you it's won four Oscars. I know, but you <laughs> said it's the best movie you've ever seen, and you you got me too excited for it. If you had said to me it was okay, then I probably would have been a lot more impressed with the movie. Why are you just listening to me? The hype around this movie has been going crazy. The, the, yeah. the, the commercials are like, best director in the last 10 years, 20 years. He's a director of the decade, whatever. And you're blaming me because I said it was a 10 out of 10? Yes. 
Uh, don't listen to Taz right now. If you're if you're gonna watch a movie, I'm watch tr- this one. I'm trying to downplay it so people go in with lowered expectations. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix did it. He won Best Actor for his role in the Joker movie, and he uh, he got up on stage to make his acceptance speech. I think things got a little bit weird. I, this is a cause I didn't realize was close to Joaquin's. Heart, but uh, I know we have a lot of dairy farmers listening to the Taz show. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't heard this, check it out. I think that we've become very disconnected from the natural world, and many of us, what we're guilty of is an egocentric worldview, the belief that we're the center of the universe. We go into the natural world and we plunder it for its resources. We feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow. And when she gives birth, we steal her baby. Even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable. And then we take her milk that's intended for her calf. And we put it in our coffee and our cereal. And I think we fear the idea of personal change. Because we think that we have to sacrifice something to give something up. But human beings at our best are so inventive and creative and ingenious. And I think that when we use love and compassion as our guiding principles, we can create, develop, and implement systems of change that are beneficial to all sentient beings and to the environment. Like almond milk? (laughs) Is that that what he's getting at? I don't know. Uh, Well, almond milk takes a lot of water. Now people are against almond milk. Now too, Taz, you can never win. There's oat milk. Uh, I know my wife will buy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, not a milk guy, apparently. Um, I I guess. <laughs> this is the problem with Joaquin Phoenix. Is he trolling? Ever since, remember he made that movie and he went on David Letterman and he's pretending that he was going to be quit acting to become a rapper. And he had the big beard. Yeah, and the whole like the whole basis of the movie was to see if he could convince everybody that he had gone crazy. Boy who cried wolf. Now I I was he joking about the milk thing as well, or does he really want people to stop drinking milk? Yeah, I think the milk was just a small example of how we dominate nature, but mm-hmm. it kind of makes me mad. Because By the way, I hope you're enjoying your cereal this morning. <laughs> it's just the only reason he's able to get up on stage is because we have. A farming system that feeds cities, and like, if you really want to take away cow farm, like, it just animal husbandry is the reason why we got to where we are, and the reason why we have movie theaters in the first place. So, like, do we want to take a step back? It's a weird thing to say. There was a lot of milk drinkers at the Oscars (laughs) last night because it's not like he said we should stop drinking milk. Don't put it on your cereal. Woo! Everyone didn't go crazy. And I guarantee you, they all just had filet mignon two hours earlier at the Oscar meal, you know? Yeah, we always see people picking a cause and, and going for it. I The milk one was just kind of weird to me. Better than hearing about global warming again, though. At least it was new. Well, cow farts are oh, responsible. Yeah. If we weren't inseminating all those cows... <laughs> Without their consent, then there wouldn't be as many cow farts out there, Jim. It's the milk thing is part of the problem. It all comes back to the cows. And the Canadian version of Family Feud, it's been making some waves over the past uh, couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm. It's, this thing went viral around the world, this clip of uh, the Popeye's chicken girl. <laughs> 
on Family Feud Canada. Name Popeye's favorite food. Spinach, Sherry. It's spinach. Favorite food. Chicken. 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 Well, there's another uh, clip here going viral from Family Feud Canada. I don't think I even need to set this up. Just listen. Top five answers are on the board. If Canada Post issued a scratch and sniff stamp to commemorate our country, what would it smell like? Beaver? Okay. (laughs) If Canada Post issued a scratch and sniff stamp to commemorate our country, what would it smell like? Beaver? Beaver was the number four answer. <laughs> if Canada Post had a scratch and sniff stamp, what should it smell like <laughs> representing the country? Number four answer is beaver. That's like some Gwyneth Paltrow stuff right there. <laughs> She's got a candle. She's yeah, got the candle. Like that. We've got the scratch and sniff stamp. <laughs> Oh, I like how uh, Jerry also goes, show me beaver. Show me beaver. (laughs) I'll get you fired if you say that out of context. (laughs) The crowd just didn't know how to react. Slowly, they uh, they kind of figure out the double entendre. (laughs) And then you hear one guy in the crowd, obviously. Canada Post issued a scratch and sniff stamp to commemorate our country. What would it smell like? Beaver? <laughs> what do you think beaver smells like anyway? I don't know what it smells like, Jim, but I know what it tastes like. Chicken! Oh my God! Uh, we were talking Oscars. Joaquin Phoenix won for his role in Joker, Best Actor. Congratulations to Joaquin. This is a funny tweet. Bill Maher says, Yes, I was rooting for Joker to win. It's been a big week for sociopaths in face paint. Has there been another sociopath? Well, Donald Trump got acquitted last week. (laughs) And did you see the picture of Donald Trump with the wind blowing? Yeah, yeah. And his hair hair blew back and you could see the defined line (laughs) of where his orange makeup ends and his real face color starts. He has committed so hard to that orange face paint. How do you get to that point where, like the first time you do it, it's got to be a gradual thing, right? You got to think that maybe he started with a lighter shade of orange and eventually he just kept putting it on. Because if I showed up to work today, Jim, yeah, and I just had a circular orange (laughs) uh, blob on my face... You'd probably talk about me behind my back, if not 
to my orange face. Yeah. Well, it depends how rich you were. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> when you, or if you're my boss, you don't want to say anything, you know? Uh-huh. What is it? Now, maybe there's some women out there or men who wear makeup who can who can clarify, but I think it's just like foundation, like bronzer. So it's yeah. it's a cream that you rub into your face and, you know, your girlfriend before you go out, she'll yeah. put on concealer or whatever and huh. use a little sponge. Just wasn't sure if you had like a guy with a like a spray paint can that just kind of... I guess like a mobile spray tan If he's thing. not doing that himself, he needs to fire whoever's doing it for him because that, there was a clear, there was no fade, you know, you got to blend it in, make it look a little more natural than... Uh, he has to have put it on, on himself. That's like somebody who is looking directly at the front yes, of the face and you can't, can't see, the, see the side. That's right. It you ends know? like before his jawline. Even. Mm-hmm. It's because you can't, he'd have to like turn his head and then look to the side to see that he missed you the spot. You need six or seven mirrors just to be yeah. able to apply it properly. <laughs> so I would agree. I, I, I bet he puts it on himself. That's it's, the problem. It's like when I shave my head, right? I always go downstairs after and ask my wife, did I miss a spot? Because <laughs> yeah. I can't see back there. Yeah, totally. He Like, would he look that much different if he just didn't wear it? We're so used to him, probably, that it, he would look different. But he's just a white guy. Like, what's what's he hiding? People get used to their routines. I think he's just, over time, he's become used to being the orange guy. Yeah. Like like some women who still have the big hair from the eighties can't get rid of they, the bangs. Yeah, they're just, that's their face and their look, and they just can't move on. It's like a like a comfort thing. It's a mm. security blanket of sorts. Yeah, you're like if I if my hair stays this way, I'm perpetually twenty eight. I do love that rock concerts and stuff. You see the guys with the long hair that had like the best hair in 1986. Yeah. And they're not willing to let that go. Yeah. It's such a part of their identity now. They just have to keep that 1986 <laughs> haircut rocking. Now there's only four hairs that go from their forehead to the back. <laughs> ponytail. <laughs> Faces painted orange. <laughs> Clear line where the paint ends. I want to see you peacock. peacock, peacock yeah. Peacock, Sports time. Peacock, we are joined peacock, via satellite. By our friend Devin Peacock. Good morning, Dev. Morning, guys. How are things going? They're going pretty good. No complaints. Excellent. Did you watch any XFL on the weekend? I did watch some XFL over the weekend and um, seemed kind of neat. I mean, um, they seem to be doing it differently this time around. They're not trying to be as gimmicky. They're The changes they're doing are more rule-based and trying to make the game uh, fun, more fun to watch, maybe a little bit safer in some cases. Um, it's it's a promising start, better than the AAF or whatever it was last year with Johnny Menzel. Who's your team, guys? Who are you going with? I like the Dallas Renegades. Okay. Did you see there? Like, there's some... One of the good things they have is there's some cool logos. The Dallas Renegades logo. Have you seen it, Taz? No. Look at this. Check it out. Like, that's a cool name, cool logo. Yeah, it looks like an old-timey cowboy bandit. Dev, who are you going with? I like the D.C. Defenders. What the D.C. Defenders have is they're actually playing in a bit of a smaller uh, field. They're playing at Audi Field. So it's for Major League Soccer. 
and they don't have like like a huge fifty sixty thousand dollar or fifty sixty thousand seat stadium. But when they do have a good crowd, it looks fuller. The crowd can be louder. So I think the fan experience for that game is going to be better in some of the other places where you got like a huge NFL stadium that they're not going to be able to fill right now. What are some of the big differences in rules between this new version of the XFL and the NFL? Well, some of the rule changes they've made are, it's interesting because they have, uh, for kickoffs, they don't allow the team that is kicking off to have any of the uh, special teams players move until the returner catches the ball. So he's so got more, people- more mo- room to maneuver and, and do a big run back, right? Right. And so if there is somehow a touchback, the ball goes to the 35-yard line as opposed to the 25-yard line. For punts, if the ball goes out of bounds, the ball goes to the 35-yard line or wherever the ball went out, whatever, whatever is better field position for the offense. The clock is always running. Huh. Um, the extra point thing is a little bit different for some teams where, uh, for, for the games where you can go for one from like the two-yard line you can go from two from the five-yard line or you can go from three from the 10-yard line. There's no extra kick. So it's always incentivizing teams to go for more. It's like a two-point conversion every time you get a touchdown. Pretty much, yeah. And you get to pick what you go for based on the distance you're going to try from. Yeah. You know, I think one of the biggest uh, critiques of the XFL last time was all the players weren't that talented. Like, these guys were dropping seemingly easy catches and stuff. But I was watching some of the highlights from that D.C. Defenders game. The score was, like, you know, in the 20s, there was a lot of action going on. There was trick plays and there was interceptions. Like, it was actually relatively exciting football. Once a team gets out in front, it's hard for the team that's behind to get back into it just based on the way they do timeouts. So there's not three timeouts per half. There's two. So teams have a harder time stopping the clock to begin with because it's always running anyway. So if a team gets up in front, then it's easier just to bleed the clock out and win. So that's something that's not something they can't, can't get over. But if you get that lead early on, then you're far more likely to win than you might in other in other cases in the NFL. I thought it was exciting. What do you think the chances are, Dev? Do you think this uh, league has a, a chance of succeeding? I think, like, so my whole reference point is the United States Football League, and that's the league that uh, gave us some different rule changes back in the late 80s. That gave us uh, Steve Young. It gave us Jim Kelly. He was with the Houston Gamblers before he went to uh, the Buffalo Bills. And that was the last, you know, pseudo-successful league. Uh, That was also done in by uh, Donald Trump randomly, um, partly. And so if they cannot award a team to Donald Trump, I think the XFL can do better than the USFL. Love and marriage go together like a horse and It is time for a Taz and Jim Charm Diamond Centers Rando Vow Renewal On the line, $300 gift card for Charm Diamond Centers just in time for Valentine's Day And our contestant is Rory Good morning Good morning how long have you been married to Danielle? Uh, five years. Five years. Seems like just five yesterday, years. though, I'm sure. It does. It does. Couple you guys, of struggles, but... You guys have any kids? We do. We have a three-year-old named Caleb and a one-year-old named Kimberly. Okay, and things are going strong. Yeah, yeah. But it's always good just to inject a little romance, right? For sure. We're going to uh, call Danielle up. 
You just uh, have a little chat with her, act natural, and then start renewing your vows. So start dropping the hard romance on her, okay? Okay. And we want you, do you, do you remember your, your original wedding vows? So we're not actually married. Well, but, uh, what? Oh, my goodness. Well, this is going to be weird. Yeah, the three, the two kids kind of put a little <laughs> speed bump in it, but it's the plan. Okay. Well, this is good practice then. Think about what vows you would have used if you had been married and, and just start listing them off, okay? Perfect. Thanks, man. Hello? Hey. Hi. What's up? Who's this? It's me, Dee Dee. Why is it coming up caller ID? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. That's weird. Dee Dee? Yes? I just wanted to say I love you, and I wanted to say thank you for everything you do. From putting up Are you going to die? No. I'm not going to die. So why are you but calling me no caller ID? I just wanted thank to you. say thank you for everything. Because you've done a lot for me and the kids, and um, it's, that's something I'll never get back. And from the moment we fell in love, from that car ride, listening to that song, I just, uh, I knew what you were the song? one. The Vibes Cartel song. Okay. So I just wanted to say thank you for everything. You, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. And, uh, I don't know what I'd do without you. I don't know what the kids would do without you because for us, you're our, uh, you're our rock. You're ours. Okay. Just wish you were home more. I know. We're kind of put to damper in it, but, um, yeah, you're everything to me. Okay. Thanks, baby. Okay. No problem. You. Dude, I'd get home right now from the sound of it. If you go home, there's something waiting for you there. Oh. <laughs> what? Huh? Good Danielle. <laughs> Good news. He's not dying. Yeah. Yes. Why are you saying nice things? Are you dying? <laughs> not every day, right? <laughs> Danielle, it's Taz and Jim at FM 96. Rory was just practicing his, uh, his wedding vows for when you get married. Okay. Okay. He's perfectly healthy. He wants to be home more, and he loves you very much, and he's just got you a nice little uh, gift for Valentine's Day. A $300 gift card to Charm Diamond Center. Hmm, what could you do with that money? Hmm. (laughs) No pressure. That is awesome. I love you, baby. I love you, kids. I love you, honey. We all love you. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.